thanks for joining me today. Um, I'm recording this episode May 19th, 2020, and we're going to be talking about the new moon in Gemini that we have coming up this Friday, May 22nd. So the new moon in Gemini, um, I cast a chart for this based on my location, which is Tennessee in the United States. The time um, for the new moon is 1.38 p.m. Um, If you wanted to cast a chart for this as well and um, take a look at it for yourself to sort of follow along. Um, In this chart, it is a Virgo ascendant chart. So the new moon we have is in the, um, basically right in the midheaven on the cusp of the 10th house which is really nice and uplifting. Um, There aren't too many harsh aspects happening with this new moon, thankfully, so um, it might not be as intense as um, some of the rest of this year's astrology (laughs) that we've already been experiencing. So the new moon, of course, conjunct the sun at two degrees Gemini. Um, Gemini has had a lot of action this month. Um, The nodal path of the eclipses shifted from the Cancer Capricorn axis to the Gemini Sagittarius axis this month. Um, That only happens about every two years. So definitely um, activating those signs. Um, And with this new moon, the only um, more difficult aspects, um, there is a square with Mars and Ceres that um, are in Pisces currently. And then um, amongst the other planets, uh, Neptune is still in a sort of longer square with um, Mercury and Venus. Um, But since Mercury moves pretty fast, that won't be an ongoing thing. But it will continue to square Venus for a while, especially during this Venus retrograde. But in this chart, they are exactly square at 20 degrees. And we talked about this um, definitely on Patreon, um, but also in the podcast about this aspect during Venus retrograde. Neptune has this, um, especially in Pisces, (laughs) where it has its rulership, um, it has this very foggy effect. And so, and Venus has to do with not just relationships, but... um, how we assign value to things and what we uh, naturally attract and are drawn to. So Neptune squaring that um, definitely clouds our judgments of value, um, how we might approach relationships, um, how we might see our connections with others. So um, that's definitely an ongoing theme with this Venus retrograde, but after... Um, after the Venus retrograde, it does separate from that um, influence of Neptune, and so things will be a lot more clear. Um, But just as a reminder, (laughs) probably not the best time to start any kind of new relationship currently, um, because what you see right now might not be what you're actually getting. (laughs) So just something to keep in mind there. Um, There's also, with the other planets, um, a longer-term square between Uranus and Saturn, which is terribly appropriate for the um, 
quarantine, lockdown situation, Uranus wants ultimate freedom and Saturn sets lots of boundaries and restrictions and rules. And those um, two planets move fairly slowly, so this will be an ongoing um, square. But with this moon specifically, um, we do have, we just have that square with Mars, which might just be a bit of tension um, between our um, balancing our anger or balancing the way that we would like to express or move. Um, Mars is um, definitely very expressive and extroverted in, in the way that it uses its energy, although Pisces does tone it down a bit, thankfully. Um, so there could, there could be a feeling of tension between uh, wanting to move and act and our emotions. But then we have a really nice trine uh, to all of that Capricorn action, um, Jupiter-Pluto. So this, um, this is much more favorable than a lot of the other aspects that have been configuring to Capricorn, uh, especially over the last year and a half now. Um, so there's something here with this new moon that can help us use that Capricorn energy in a, in a better way. So even though there might still be that, um, that feeling of, of being limited or hindered in some way, um, I think maybe this is showing how we start to get used to the new normal, if you will, not to say that anything is normal, (laughs) um, but it, it might start to feel a little bit more familiar and a little bit easier. So um, the lunation cycles, I tend to use them in within the cycle of every two weeks. So um, new moon to full moon. Um, so whatever comes up during the new moon or, you know, if you use it, um, I, I sort of... <laughs> I sort of hate to use the word intentional, but um, that's the only thing that's coming to mind right now. If you use the the lunations, you know, more intentionally, um, if you do any kind of, you know, ritual work or or even just simple little things, if you, um, you know, journal, you set you set goals for yourself, then the new moon is generally a time of um, kind of sitting with. A plan, um, sitting with yourself to figure out what you want to start. Um, it's not a very active time. My energy physically is usually pretty low during the new moon, and I think that's common for a lot of people, um, especially if, as a woman, if you um, bleed with the new moon, which I do, um, your energy is going to be very low, and that's just pushing for introspection and rest. Um, and that follows the the natural cycle. So then ovulation occurs around the full moon. Um, everything's really heightened. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're feeling tired, that's very very normal. And for people who track <clears throat> just the even if you just journal, um, when I started, sort of, I've always journaled. But when I started working with the lunation cycles. Um, and I realized how much the pattern tied into my own life and my my body, my energy, how I was feeling. Um, working with the moon can be 
a great way to start learning about astrology because the moon is quite personal and it does because it's so close it affects us uh, more immediately than some of the other planets and it also changes signs uh, much more quickly as well so you can kind of get a flavor for each sign through its expression um, via the moon the transit of the moon so definitely recommend journaling Um, But if you just write down, you know, the date at the top of the page and then where where the moon is that day, as well as um, the phase of the moon, and then just track how you feel, um, you might start to notice after a while the um, patterns based on the phase of the moon and the sign that it's in. And then definitely if you are familiar with your birth chart or even if you're just now learning about your birth chart, Um, you'll see how the moon in in certain houses will feel for you specifically. So the moon is a great, like, introductory planet, um, which, you know, most people start with the sun, and and that's fine. But because the moon moves so much more quickly, but it's still very personal, um, I find that it's just a really good tool. But especially journaling with this new moon being in the sign of Gemini, um, Gemini loves words. <laughs> Gemini loves writing, reading, research. It's a very, very curious sign. So being able to give expression through words. Um, and if you have the moon in Gemini natally, you probably already do this a lot. Um, the moon is our internal self. It's how we process our emotions. And so when it's in a Mercury-ruled sign but especially with Gemini, um, people with that, with the moon in Gemini in their natal charts tend to definitely um, write a lot. They may even create music. Um, But there's just this emphasis on, on processing through language. So even if you're not inclined that way, um, just, just give it a shot. (laughs) It's definitely recommended. Um, But yeah, thankfully there's not too much craziness um, with this new moon. Things, there's, I almost said things are settling down astrologically. That's not entirely true for this year. But I think um, this period right now, especially with a lot of the planet stationing retrograde, is going to feel like a little bit of a break. So um, enjoy it while you can. With the ongoing um, Venus retrograde, especially, try to like establish some good, um, you know, healthy self-care. Um, yeah, check out too in your natal chart. Um, check out what sign Gemini is, or what sign, what house Gemini is for you, because um, it is going to be really active this month, and also with that. Uh, with the nodes switching signs. Um, This is going to bring a lot more energy into whatever house you have in Gemini. And then check out um, your planet planetary placements in your natal chart. So if you have any natal planets in Gemini, but especially around two degrees um, or uh, 29 degrees, like the very end of Gemini, 
because this um, new moon is at 2 degrees Gemini, and then the north node currently is at 29 degrees Gemini. So just something um, to look at, because that's going to be activated right now. Anytime a transiting planet hits your natal planet, um, the placement of a natal planet, it has this tendency to really activate um, that part of your life and that planet within your psyche. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, and because of all of this stuff happening, um, that, that North Node in Gemini now is going to get activated this month. So um, May 24th, the Moon will conjunct the North Node. Um, and with the, the North Node <clears throat> has to do with um, karma in some way because eclipses um, are markers of like karmic um, karmic cycles so um, eclipses mark like endings and beginnings and of course that's just a cycle that's every cycle something has to end for something new to begin and of course everything that begins then ends um, <clears throat> so we had the eclipses in Cancer and Capricorn for the past two years, whatever houses those are in your chart, um, you probably had a lot of shit going on. Um, but now that it's switched, it's going to be, uh, those eclipses are going to activate a different part of your life, a different part of your psyche, a different part of your chart. Um, <clears throat> and I'm interested to see how this translates with my clients um, and definitely like I guess, in, in the larger scheme of things. Definitely with them um, <clears throat> looking back to the Cancer Capricorn um, axis, you know, a lot of politics, which are generally ruled by Capricorn, um, a lot of politics, a lot of government structures have definitely, definitely made some big changes, some big shifts. Um, not all necessarily for the good, um, and that's probably also combined with Pluto's tra longer transit through Capricorn. But um, yeah, I'm just really intrigued to see how the Sagittarius Gemini axis starts getting activated now. It's still really early in that sign shift. Um, but yeah, check out your chart. Um, if you all have any questions, um, <clears throat> especially if you're a Patreon subscriber, um, you can message me directly on there. I am going to be posting some um, Patreon-exclusive material on there. Um, I'm going to be doing a really brief video explaining um, just like a, a really simple lunation exercise that I like to do. Um, it's just like a very simple ritual that I've used for years, um, and I find it very helpful. So that's going to be up um, later today. And the Patreon page is patreon.com slash practical underscore magic, M-A-G-I-C-K. <clears throat> so if you subscribe, you can uh, message me directly on there. I love helping people um, understand what's happening in relation to their chart. 
which is why I do this. Um, it's just a really helpful tool and um, definitely affirms a lot. I was <clears throat> speaking with a client yesterday, um, reading her chart, and told her, you know, I, I think more than anything, um, astrology can be affirming because whether or not we're aware of it or we work with it consciously, it's, it's happening anyway. Um, <laughs> these things affect our lives. And um, so being able to be aware of it and, and bring it, um, I guess, bring it from the subconscious to the conscious within your own life um, it's definitely a great tool for self-awareness, but it's also just, um, tends to lay out things in a way that you can see the trajectory of what you're currently going through and that it's, um, almost always very necessary. So <clears throat> that's something that I'll also be talking about in much greater length in an upcoming podcast, um, where I'll be interviewing my friend Taylor, who I've had on before because um, we love talking about that, and um, I just would like to, I guess, air, air that subject out <laughs> of astrology and fate and um, try as best as we can to um, wrestle with that philosophy and explain it at least, at least from our own perspectives, for sure. So, yeah, um, watch out for that Venus retrograde. <laughs> squaring Neptune. Um, it's okay if you feel a little trapped. I, feel, I think that that's um, pretty universal right now. We all are just ready to um, be doing something different <laughs> for sure. And that will come eventually, but probably not right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a nice, um, a, a bit more of a gentle moon for us, which is great. Uh, I am still offering astrology readings um, through my email, but you can find all of that, um, how to book and all of that on beautymarkings.com under my astrology tab. And I'm working on a lot of stuff this week for you guys, so I'm really excited to share more later in the week. Um, I hope this is helpful for you. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon.